Welcome to the KeysCast, the official podcast of Keesler Air Force Base. Each month or so, we'll bring you interesting interviews with people around Keesler about topics that are relevant to you. Hello, I'm Airman First Class Susanna Plonikov from Keesler Air Force Base Public Affairs, and thank you for joining us in this episode of the KeysCast. I'm sitting down with Airman First Class Jordan Boone to talk about her life growing up as a military brat and how it shaped her to be who she is today. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit down and have this interview with me. No problem. So I know you grew up in a military family. How many people in your family served? I am actually fifth generation military. I'm third generation Air Force. My great-grandfather was a CB in the Navy, and then my great-great-grandfather shot planes out of the back of helicopters. That's awesome. Yeah. As a military brat, I'm sure you moved around more often than other people. Yes. Um, How was that? Um, I personally love it. It made me really resilient in any situation that it came to be. So I was, I went to, I want to say it was like nine different elementary schools, um, two different middle schools, and three different high schools. And so for me, I can walk into a room and make friends with anybody because you had to learn really quickly to sink or swim when it came to like social environments like that. And I learned how to navigate a lot of different types of people because I was stationed, we were overseas for a little bit. I was in almost every part of the U.S. and we have our own little like societies, I guess you could say, like within the U.S. itself, depending on whether you're on the West Coast or the East Coast, or we were in Alaska for a little bit. So all of the different parts of the U.S. each have their own way on how you should like interact with people, I guess you could say, and I learned a little bit of everything moving around as often as I did. So was your father officer or enlisted? So both my mom and my dad were enlisted. I'm long tradition of enlisted. My mom was a command post. My dad was security forces. My grandfather was an F-16 mechanic and an NTI. My grandmother was security forces. My grandfather was a CB, and then I don't exactly know the title of my great-grandfather, but. That's awesome. Did you like moving around so much? I personally loved it, um, but I have the personality type for it. I'm very extroverted. My little sister, however, hated it. Her first big move, she sat in the back of the classroom and just read books, and she would come home every day and be like, Mom, I hate my life. Like, I want to go back to Alaska. Why did you move me to New Mexico? And my mom's like, I didn't move you to New Mexico. The Air Force moved you to New Mexico. She's like, I don't understand. You're the one that put me in the car. So for me personally, I think that I thrived in that environment, but my sister has a very like introverted, shy personality type and she struggled for like the first few years but then my mom ended up retiring so it didn't really matter anyways because she didn't have to continue to live that way like I did. And is it just your sister or do you have more siblings? It's just the two of us. Um, My mom has two sisters so they had three total growing up. Um, No more than well I guess my great-grandpa and my great-grandma they had like five kids but (laughs) there's a lot of stories that I could go into with that but. (laughs) What was the hardest part about Uh, moving around so much for you? For me personally, you kind of build up these emotional walls because it's going to get really dark and twisted for a minute, but you kind of learn that everybody's replaceable in your life. So you do have friendships and relationships that are like lifelong friendships and relationships when it comes to -to day-to-day interactions and people. The human nature is to be resilient and to always bounce back. So for the first month or two months, there's this big big gaping hole, but you just naturally adjust to it, and you either move on without it or you fill its place. So, for example, when I left Alaska, I I went to school with the same group of girls for, like, three and a half years when we were up there played basketball together like we did the whole nine and they none of them were military so when I 
when I told them that I was leaving, they were all crying. They were like, oh, my God, we're going to miss you so much, da 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 And I was like, no, you'll be okay. Like, it's going <laughs> to suck at first. Like, summer's going to be a little crappy because we're not all going to be hanging out, but you'll be okay. And they were like, no, 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 no. And then when the school year started, another girl moved up there. Her name was actually Jordan Arnett, and my first name is Jordan. And she actually took, like, my exact place, like, on the basketball team mm-hmm. and the friend group and everything. So it's kind of funny because they lost one Jordan and gained another one. But – that was one of the hardest things was learning how easily replaceable you are like in a certain friend group and I still talk to them every now and then we catch up on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that but as for like just initially being 12 13 years old and watching all your friends just like forget about you Mm -hmm. and replace you with somebody else that's pretty hard but that is the benefit of like social media and all that like everybody says like social media is the downfall of this generation but for me personally being an air force brat and then enlisting in the air force myself i've been able to keep a track of so many people like i'm facebook friends with like my elementary school friends Mm -hmm. that i knew for like two years so i think that's one of the biggest benefits to social media and moving around so much was how connected you're able to stay while being like so far apart yeah are there certain values that you have that was influenced by uh being a military brat growing up so i think work ethic is probably one of the biggest things that i noticed in the military you're always chasing a future goal like you're always there's the next rank that you're chasing or the next duty position in your section or there's something like that and that's sort of that sort of like wears off on you like your parents bring that home and that wears off on you like I used to have a chore chart and I had to get it Mm -hmm. done every Saturday and I had to call my mom prove to her the house was clean to get the wi-fi password stuff like that (laughs) so that's different when you are raised in like an environment that breeds you to be competitive and successful versus when you're raised in an environment where everybody's just really like lackadaisical and like loosey-goosey and just going day by day I think that was the biggest difference that I noticed going from like the military to civilian that I can like recognize is I tried to go to college for a year but it just it was not for me I personally needed like the structure and all of that to like be successful so Mm -hmm. that was probably one of the biggest things was just having like a work ethic and just being like like being held accountable for what you do and not always like pawning it off on somebody else. Did you, did your family support you? Oh, absolutely. My mom cried when she found out. (laughs) So it was actually a surprise the way I told her. I went from first semester, I went to school at home. So I went to a community college we had at home. And then second semester, I went to University of West Florida up in Pensacola. It's by Herbert Field. Mm -hmm. Um, And I lost my mind because there was no rules. There was no nothing, right? So I started, like, not going to classes. And my university that I went to had a, like, no-show policy where if you had three or more unexcused absences, you had to, like, your grade dropped a whole letter grade. So my, I was, like, academically earning good scores. But when my report card came back, it was, like, B, C, D, D, and it was Uh because I wasn't going to the classes. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to withdraw. And I came home for Christmas break, and I remember we were all sitting there. It was like 9.30 at night, and I told my mom. It was like three days before I was supposed to go back up to school. And she's like, so when you go back up, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to pack everything up. I'm going to come back down. And she just looked at me. She goes, what do you mean? And I was like, I withdrew from University of West Florida, and I'm coming back home. She's like, well, what are you going to do with your life? And I was like, I set up an appointment with the Air Force recruiter, and I'm going to go see. And she started crying. She was like, are you really? Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I think it would be cool to be secret squirrel, you know, following mm-hmm. the family tradition. And she was just, like, crying and shaking. She's like, I'm so proud of you. Every day you make me more and more so proud. So but she was really happy just to, like, she was – she always had told me that I would thrive in like the military situation or environment, but I was like, Psh, I don't want to be in the military. Like, <laughs> look at what it did to you. And then here I am now. So. Look at what it did to you. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, that's a better reaction than my parents gave me. So, really? <laughs> yeah, they did not support me at all. Are you first generation? Yeah. That's why. So I think yep. I think it's also like coming from a fifth generation family. And I tell people this all the time whenever they ask me, they're like, do you enjoy like the military? And I tell them like, the Air Force has literally given me everything. I was born on Travis Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. So like literally my life, the Air Force gave me my life and they gave like my mom all of her prenatal care. My mom met my biological dad. He was in the army and they were um, deployed or they not deployed. They went TDY to Hungary together. Mm-hmm. And that's um, where they met. So literally my life comes like from the Air Force. And so my mom was so excited for me to be in an environment that she knew wasn't going to let me like fail. Yeah. Like as long as I just wasn't over there like jacking around and doing whatever, she knew that like it wasn't going to let me fail versus like where the, like going to college. It's just like a dog eat dog world. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, I went to college for yeah. like two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have any expectations coming in like it being different growing up? There's a huge difference, I would say, being a dependent versus, like, being the active duty member. Um, being a dependent, you just get to see, like, all the, you get to see, you slap down your dependent ID card, and you're like, military discount, please, <laughs> and, you know, all of these things, versus when you actually get enlisted and you see, like, how much actually goes into, like, day-to-day things, especially, so I'm medical, so I'm the only, like, person in my five generations that hasn't been like hands-on nitty-gritty like secret squirrel clearance Mm -hmm. like deploying and all that so I'm a dental lab tech and then when I first found out I was like oh I'm gonna be a noner like this is no big deal (laughs) and then you actually get into it and you find out like just how many like intricate things go into Mm -hmm. the backgrounds like EPR season and you know there's always like people trying to come through like just last week we had one of the brigadier generals come through like on four-day notice we had to organize an entire tour my flight chief was like ripping her hair out because she had to (laughs) organize an entire it was like a 30-day task or rolled into Mm -hmm. like four days so it was just all the little things that you never really realized why your parents came home like so exhausted at the end of the day because you're like I used to make fun of my dad he's security forces so I used to be like oh you check IDs all day like why are you so Uh tired and he's like you don't even get it kid and my mom would come home and she's command post and I had seen where she worked before so um I was like you sit at a computer like at a desk like all night like you get to watch like tv like I don't understand like why you're so Oh, you're so tired all the time and then getting in and realizing how many little things go into it and how like you have to like do your schedule like down to like the exact like 30 minute like brackets and windows mm-hmm. in order to like have a su- successful day and not let things slip through the crack because there's so much going on like every little aspect of your career has so much going on with her personal development with your career development with your you know family and friends back home with like what you your day-to-day taskers that you have to get done there's so much and like you have to find this weird balance between all of it throughout the day that is oddly exhausting and I didn't see any of that on the outside looking in especially like when I found out I was going to be medical I was like Mm -hmm. I've got it made like this is going to be sweet and when I first got in it was it definitely is not like it's not the best job in the Air Force, but it's not because I, I came in open general. So it's not the best job in the Air Force, but it's not the worst job I could have got either. It's yeah. a pretty sweet gig. It's pretty laid back. I get to make my own schedule for the most part, but also not being like actively involved in patient care. We always get picked up for things like there's so many promotion ceremonies. And, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's having an all call and it's not quite mandatory, but the squadron has to show face, like if you're not in patient care, you're the one that gets to go. So you're like, oh, there goes my whole schedule for the day mm-hmm. because somebody just took an hour out. So now you're trying to like move stuff around. So it's just a huge balancing act that I greatly respect my home. My, my mom did the full 20. My dad only did eight years, but my mom did the full 20. And I think that is she did 20 years of balancing it. And then you make like NCO and senior NCO and my mom being command post when she made up to senior NCO she was running like 
base level stuff like mm-hmm. the wing commander was her was the one that signed her EPRs so it was really crazy it's I can't even imagine like how much that she had to balance because she was at one point she did like the training for the um, wing so she was involved like with the training like training numbers mm-hmm. across the board I don't know how it is for you guys but over in medical trying to get us to get like our online trainings done is like pulling teeth and stuff like mm-hmm. that so I can only imagine what everything that she had to go through so going from being her dependent to being active duty it was just like wow a lot more goes into this than just checking ids at the gate and you know sitting and scrolling through a computer that's probably one of the biggest things and i noticed was just the effort and the time that you have to put into like every little aspect and coming home from work completely exhausted but still like sometimes having things to do that pertain to work at home and things along those lines got you i would have asked how you're liking the military but it seems like you're liking it (laughs) I, i think there's days, you know, everybody has days where you're like, ah, why did I do this? Like, this is so stupid. But overall, like, there's no other, like, at least not that I'm aware of, job that literally takes care of every aspect of your life. Like, yeah. you can't afford to live somewhere, come stay on base, you know. You can't afford to eat, go eat in the defect. You, you know, we're going to make sure that you're getting career development. We're going to give you the option to have free education um, opportunities like depending on who you can get involved with with mentor statuses and everything like that like just the conversations with people that I've had that have done so much in their lives like one of our doctors I actually just left his um, chair before I came here he didn't start dental school till he was like 28 and he saw I have a commissioning like different commissioning programs I had a bunch of pamphlets on my desk because I'm looking at maybe taking that route and he sat me down he's like so if you're trying to commission this is what you got to do x y and z if you're trying to do dental school like I was a late bloomer I didn't go to dental school till I was almost 30 and da, 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 da. so just the people in general that you meet just how taken care of you are and how like stressed out you can be but versus like the balance of knowing that almost you don't have to worry about almost anything in your life. I just, I can't wrap my brain around any other organization that would take care of you in every single aspect the way that the military does. And that's what I tell people. And like, you put up with a lot of stuff and there's, everybody has aspects of the military that they dislike, whether, you know, it's following orders or, you know, you have like a really iffy command at the time mm-hmm. or like your leadership is just all about themselves and not so much like the mission or the airmen, but like big picture total, like 20 years of your life, fully retired with, benefits yeah is, where else can you find that you know that is true well thank you so much for sitting down with me it was interesting hearing your story oh, no problem i appreciate it